At Laylee, located here in Pella, would you believe that our elves are busy building robots that milk and feed cows? We enjoy giving the gift of robotic equipment to hardworking dairy producers year-round. Our robots allow more time for dairy producers to spend together. It's really the gift that keeps on giving. And by the way, isn't that what the holidays are all about? Laylee's holiday challenge for you, slow down, appreciate life's gifts, and focus on the real reason for the season. Happy holidays from our family at Laylee, Farming Innovators. Welcome to today's In Touch with South Central Iowa. I'm Andrew Schneider. Joining us on today's program are Susie Bentley and David Wood. They're regional directors with the Heartland Area Education Agency. We discuss uh, the ongoing legislation and, and let's turn the page then to that piece itself. There's been some proposals, there have already been amendments, and as we sit during our conversation this week, one bill tabled in the House, one that moves toward the Senate with a promise of further amendments. But what does the legislation mean? Obviously, it's one thing to hear from State Senator Ken Rosenboom, who we've had on a couple times already to talk about this. Uh, but from your perspective in your chair, when you see the legislative changes in front of us here that are going through these two processes, what, what does this mean for our AEAs? I think we can look at it under kind of two categories. The first is that it puts a lot of stress on an already very stressed system of education right now. We're dealing with teacher shortages. We're dealing with lots and lots of different things in schools that have put a lot of stress on the system. Um, particularly for our rural schools, this type of change puts an undue financial burden on them. And even though at the, like, if you look at it specifically, you say, well, this much money um, may be going back to schools. But I have a, a superintendent that I interviewed um, just to get his per like get his purview. What is happening? How do you feel about this? And he shared with me as superintendent in a district I serve, Southeast Warren, um, that shared with me that they're getting the amount of services that a district like Southeast Warren is getting is pennies on the dollar what it would be to uh, engage with or purchase these services at market value per se. Um, if you think about um, the needs of a district, it doesn't matter if you are in Ankeny or if you're a Southeast Warren, the needs of the district are going to be the same. Sure, the scale of the needs is going to be different. You may have 100 students that need uh, you know, speech services in a building in Ankeny and maybe 14 in Southeast Warren. But the bottom line is, is that you still need a speech language pathologist or more than that, to, or more than one, uh, to provide those services. And so if you think about changing up the infrastructure in which this bill calls for, a district, a small district, is going to struggle to find not only um, the services and someone who was willing and able to provide the services, but that may be willing to do it just one day a week um, in a small district. Um, hiring a, a professional for one day a week is, is very challenging, and especially already in a very tax system. Another thing I really want to um, hone in on is that uh, we are not a, a cookie cutter uh, service organization. I've been a uh, regional director for seven years in, for Indianola, Martinsville, St. Mary's, Southeast Warren, Norwalk, and I-35. And I have worked along with my team to really understand the personalities of these districts and what they need. I can have a superintendent call me right now and need something at the end of the day, and we are going to respond. 
Our people are embedded in the system. They work in the buildings. They have relationships with teachers. They live in the communities. These are things that are not outlined in the bill that are so important for the service provision, but also for the um, growth of the district, the communities, et cetera. And so that will be lost. In the bill, it says 133 times that local control will be taken away from districts. And so local control doesn't always just mean decisions. It's also about people. And we feel like at Heartland AEA, the people are really, truly our highest and most valuable commodity. Here, Dave Wood and Susie Bentley with the Heartland AEA. So, Dave, then that takes me to my next question. Mm-hmm. The governor has laid out some pretty serious accusations about the level of performance with our special education and the necessity of some of these ancillary services and media and, and some of the other things that you fulfill. Uh, that, that was especially true in the initial bill that it was going to whittle things down. There has since been some tweaks and provisions and seen further. But again, the governor's laid out that we're not performing well enough in, in the special education metric. Uh, how do you respond as an AEA group? And, and, and what would you say to some of the numbers that she has reported? Yeah, that's a, that's a complex question and, and one that isn't solved easily and why we've really been working together with our local school districts and Heartland AEA to, um, to really solve that problem for our most vulnerable kids and really all kids. But we like to say that test scores don't tell the whole story of success in special education. And so when a special education student closes that achievement gap and no longer needs special education services, they're exited to, to, from special education. They're back in the general education system. We always look at multiple measures, I think, to determine progress and not just one data score or data point. Something referred to like the NAEP assessment that you hear is really just students in fourth grade um, and eighth grade. Um, That only captures that small glimpse of comparison. I think we also like to really look at the students' classroom performance when the students are sitting knee to knee, toe to toe with our teachers and they, they, they're given assessments. And we look at progress on their individualized education program goals. And then we take a look at how are they comparing to their peers and how do you match against that? Um, so I think that's some ways we can look at it. And then I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about our on-time graduation, graduation rates for students um, with IEPs in this state has risen from 75% in 2012 to 83% in 2022. And I don't think that should be dismissed. As well as in 2022, nearly 6,000 students were exited from special education services. Yep. So again, we could talk a long time about some of the more specifics, but I think at this point, there are a lot of people that are still learning about AEAs and they're learning about these organizations really for the first time um, uh, because of this legislation. So so where do we go then if we want to learn more about what especially the Heartland AEA is doing for Pella and Knoxville? I know you've been to some of the school board meetings in Indianola and so on, but, but how do we learn and take that next step to really understand how these dollars work, how these services work, and how we can help our schools advocate for the AEAs? So there's two places that we would love to direct you to go. The first is if you are looking for the ways in which the AEAs support your individual district, you can go directly to our website, 
which is www.heartlandaea.org. And that will give you some statistics, some examples, and some uh, resources to utilize um, that really talk about the specific services in the schools. If you would like more information about how these changes in legislation could impact this, the services in each one of our school districts, uh, we'd like to direct you, direct you to iowaaea.org slash advocate. And there you will find a breakdown of each of the ways that uh, the systems will change as a result of the legislation. That concludes today's In Touch with South Central Iowa. You can find this interview through podcasts online at KNIAKBLESS.com and on Google, Apple, and Spotify.